some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. It's the Process Podcast, episode 75. And Zach, my good sir. Yes, sir. How are, how are you today? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm pretty okay. I'm kind of just chilling, taking it low-key. Mm-hmm. Worked from home. It's like the last three three days until Christmas Day, two days till Christmas Eve. So it's it's like it's kind of winding down. Like no one's... People are still at work, like physically making stuff, but... Other than that, there's not really Much a whole on. lot going on. So yeah. I said, I'm going to work from home today, which revolved or which meant that I just sat at my desk in my pajamas and got to play around in Illustrator. We're doing web design stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like mocking up a website in Adobe Illustrator. And then we're going to uh, see how we can translate that into a WordPress theme into something similar. And because I'm, I'm building it off of a WordPress theme just so that we can like understand the thing and then get a get content generated for it. Other than that, it's been pretty chill. How about you? How's that how's that home life treating you? Um, I hate it. But you know <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. I Unfortunately. Yeah, my parent my parents drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> drive you crazy. What do they do to drive you crazy? It's just, you know, like when you're at home for so long, like you start noticing every single pet peeve. Mm-hmm. And you start like figuring out new ones as well. Oh, and then no. it's just like, oh, just everything bothers you. Like when you're home, like not, like it's so boring. It's like every everything is just about to set me off. Everything is a little inconvenience and everything's like, would you just not please yeah. just go? Yeah. Well, that kind of sucks. So, you know, it's whatever. But Any plans to leave anytime soon? Well, if I can make money, very true. Possibly. Speak, speaking of making money, um, how's your how's your website portfolio thing going along? It's going. Yeah. Taking it kind of easy, to be honest. This weekend, slowly, didn't slowly really do but much. surely. That's no, yeah. fair. Didn't do nothing much wrong with that. No, and no, it is what it is. But it's it's going well. It's going well. You have it. That's a big. That's a very important thing. I yeah. Think, to take away. Yeah. The the, the longest part is. Uh, Taking the stuff from my portfolio, because of the way I made it for my portfolio, I've kind of I kind of have to dissemble it to oh really put it online. Well, what do you mean by that? Because I did it all in that? Photoshop, right? So every page is one Photoshop file with the text mm-hmm. and the images all together. And then now that I'm bringing that onto the website, I just want the images. Right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and then do the text yeah. separate, right? so yeah it's it's not the end of the world like when i got my website put together i didn't really do it properly i baked the text into the images Mm. so and like i was getting nothing from it because there was the site itself basically had nothing to it it was just images like there was no text that you could search so redoing it this year was a big learning experience in using just the images and then using text in the actual like web builder itself um which i didn't i didn't know to be quite honest just because i had no like previous experience in it but Mm. when i got my website two years ago it took me probably 
two months to get it to a point where I was mediocrely happy with it mm-hmm. and like satisfied with how it looks. Okay, and that's the, is that the one you have like, now? That's how long it took. The one I have now, or is that still continuing off of that? The one that I have now has come out of um, where I at the be- I changed a lot of it at the beginning of quarantine, mm-hmm. like early early April, early May, when I was spending a lot of time on the computer just like trying to build a portfolio, and then I kind of stopped. Um, so I revamped a lot of the web stuff uh, this year. And right now I'm the most happy with it, but there's still like little things that I'm going in and I'm changing and added a new page this weekend for the, uh, the road night graphic that I completed, completed that project on Saturday. Oh my gosh. I just lost my voice there on Saturday, which was super fun wearing the t-shirt of it right now underneath my two hoodies. It's pretty great. Um, but I, when I started making the website, I really overcomplicated it. And I was like, oh, we got to put this here, this here, kind of like you were talking about last week. Like, oh, someone will really appreciate how I've set this up. It's mm-hmm. like, no, they just want to see images. If there's text yeah. there, they may read it. They just want to look at pictures. That's like the main thing. Yeah. So for putting this new project up on my website, getting the content ready for it was a whole different thing because I had the images curated and I had edited the photos and like taken them and set them up and the video was there and I had to like take a made like a trailer for the video for the website and then had to link everything. But in terms of actually setting the page up five minutes, maybe Mm. plug and play, like insert the video, make sure the links worked, put the, put the photos on, set it up in a nice gallery, make sure it was easy to look at, easy to view from there. There was nothing like, uh, and then you hit publish, make sure all the links work. That was kind of it, but it's taken a long time to get there, you know? Yeah, it makes me feel a bit better about it because I was like, I'm kind of taking my time with it, but I was like, it's kind of like a portfolio when you're like, when you think about doing it, you're like, oh, that should only take a couple of days, and then you start doing it, and you're like, oh my fucking God. Man, this is going to take forever. Every little thing takes forever, right? So, yeah, you you can't overthink it, I think, is a... You can definitely get paralyzed by overthinking no, the whole process. that's where I process. think the whole template thing is actually kind of good. Yeah. Because, like, if you try to add too much onto a page, like, oh, let me put an extra piece of text here, blah, 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 and you start messing around with too much, it gets crowded and it gets kind of ugly. But if you just, yeah. you know, if I pick, I started with a template that just I, I looked at. I was like, oh, yeah, I like that. I still might change you like it. The, you like the general theme of it. That's yeah, an and thing. you know, I might still might change it. Still looking, around. I'm sure I will change at some point. But I was like, you know, it's simple enough. I can just stick to that. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. And like and that's that's the, the way you have to treat it. <laughs> yeah, and for the Squarespace one, it was like they had kind of like a templates for a portfolio. Yeah, specifically, like more image, right? More image focused. Yeah. Type so stuff. I went with a one of the templates from that kind of category so it oh, is cool. more image focused there isn't a whole lot of uh lot of text and to be honest even in i guess my portfolio pages there isn't a lot of text yeah true. anyways so yeah that's one thing is you don't like you have a bit of text on the very beginning like the beginning pages of each project i yeah, think i think even it's more just bit. for your thesis yeah it's mostly for thesis and a little bit for uh the team time travel and then and then like the chroma 
and then lamp one just have a little bit basically captions for yeah. just just to give you a bit of context like you know this is the pit pieces of the final chair model you know yeah just to let you know so no. you kind of know what you're looking at but yeah. yeah and other than that there's almost nothing there no like like you said it's mostly thesis kind of explaining a bit being like you know this is my problem definition why did i choose this yeah. problem because i think this is <laughs> you because know i and, think this is a problem that needs to be solved and then like of course and then with team trial and trial at the beginning it was just like you know this is kind of my brand this is the vibe and the goal of the brand and then like you know a little bit of intro yeah. just to give you some back context and then it's um most of his pictures and i guess if i'm throwing up pictures of like that i've already put together in photoshop if there's little notes on the page not in the same font i don't think it'd be a big issue i think if there's any actually i don't even know if i have any notes on my sketches in any of the images i used i don't know I'm what do you to... mean like as in as in type in photoshop baked into the into the jpeg no like if i've written on the pages like little notes and shit like that oh true it's like potentially if it's like something sketches, incriminating sketches or something no i don't think there's anything yeah. too bad <laughs> no i i'm trying to remember i haven't I actually looked today. at my portfolio in like a little while so i make sure yeah. there's nothing incriminating well, no it. there's nothing well i know what i made it there wasn't anything weird but um, i'm trying to think now nothing like, weird it's probably you easier to put into the website that i'm thinking about but yeah, yeah it is pretty easy I uploaded sketches to a software called Figma today. It's like a web mm -hmm. browser. I was telling you about it the other day. It's like Photoshop and Google slides mixed together, kind of very collaborative. And I uploaded some sketches there um, for a project that I'm working on. And I uploaded sketches without realizing that it had, I was doing like calculations, like, um, like adding and subtracting money to figure out what I needed to transfer to my personal savings and what I needed to do to pay off the credit card mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And I did the calculations like on the sketchbook page, just haphazardly, not really paying attention. And then I uploaded them and I looked at it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> now everyone's going to see like how, how disgustingly poor I am with money. Mm -hmm. You just have like your, <laughs> like your sketches. You actually have like your, your sin number and like your credit card number and, everything just on the like, page oh, you, like, oh. this man is just asking to be stolen yeah. i also have a little little surprise for today's episode since we're leading up to christmas i've completely just foregone my healthy diet good and i've got that's how you do i've it. got a no i've got a no name beer hell yeah right now and it's a bottle which we chatted about it just before we started what is cheaper do you think producing alcohol in a bottle or in a can yeah, and we thought, I thought it was can I, would make sense. I thought it was a can, and then I looked at the packaging, and it said 341 mil bottles. So I'm going to open this I'm up. I'm going to get a quick Google right now. What is cheaper to produce? You'd think aluminum cans, right? That would I would think, right? You would think. Not much in the way of... Uh, nice beer sounds mm -hmm. there but all right let's see put the keys away well that's gonna be annoying loud noise all right let's try the no-name beer and see what we got ready just a pretty shit question mark mm, tastes tastes mm, fine beer mm, yum. so it, one thing that just popped up real quick on google that yeah. people also ask 
section of Google. And it's like, are beer cans cheaper than bottles? For smaller brewers, the increased cost of aluminum cans means their edge over bottles is slightly diminished. However, cans are currently still less expensive to obtain than bottles. So maybe smaller quantity bottles mm. might be because it might need less setup for manufacturing than aluminum. Yeah. So probably. for smaller quantities, the glass is probably a little bit exp- uh, a little bit less expensive. That would make sense. I would. Um, yeah, bottling lines and bottles are gen- genuinely cheaper. Interesting. The bottles being cheaper because you can buy them blank and label them yourself. Canning lines and cans are more expensive. Uh, cans because you have to buy them custom printed. Okay, that makes sense. So the sense. printing probably bu- definitely... Um, yeah. This is literally just like it's a... It's not even it's just a label, put right? on well. <laughs> it's like you can you can see there's like uh like crease marks from the glue on it. I don't know if you can see. Oh, it I can. Here. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, you can a little bit right next to the R there. It's like it's not a flat application. Yeah, I kind of wish I could take the whole thing off and just save it. Oh, it looks like. I just one of those articles is like no. cans or bottles. What's worse for the environment? Hmm. This is not the sustainability episode. Absolutely not. Uh, Speaking of which, you should probably send an email to Juan, Juan Gomez. Is that was that his yeah. name? Juan Gomez. Sustainability. Well, I'm, try, I'm trying to see. see is is I would imagine aluminum is more is uh, more recyclable. Yes. Yes. Me, yeah. Surely, surely the aluminum cans. Yeah, are- they are. Seventy percent made with seventy percent recycled content, whereas the bottles oh, are thirty. I think thirty percent recycled. Interesting. Material. Who do you think discovered how to make glass? Like, um, what was that? What was that person doing? Where they created glass by accident, or maybe it was what if it was like? Because it's hot sand, effectively, isn't it? It's like melted. It's melted sand, sand yeah. And it becomes glass. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I mean, what if like drinking like bread juice, like that's what beer is, right? It's bread like juice. bread juice and I mean, bacteria. Pre bread juice. Pre bread juice. It's not like they and make bacteria. bread and then use the bread to make the beer. It's the same in stuff hot, used to make bread. Sand. Well, I wonder if like I'm trying to think in my head, like, is glass older than like um cast metal surely not because what if they were casting metal in sand but they use the wrong just a regular type of sand because they're like oh this will work for the shape we need mm. and then they right. they heated it up and then it melted and then made glass or something and they're like uh this is not what i expected this and then they're like huh seems kind of cool i don't know that's probably not how it <laughs> how it was discovered i don't even know like I'd be so I'd be very interested to see what what that original like what that origin story of glass is and of metal like when did they discover that you can melt this stuff down and like make a sword out of it and like stab people yeah you could do the same with glass I guess you could stab people with glass yeah it is not as strong but yeah <laughs> very true oh imagine that you stab someone and then the shard like breaks off inside of them oh man Ugh. yeah it wouldn't be fun 
I've got a thing with glass. I don't like I know, glass. You, Ever since I cut my thumb, can't can't. Do you do have glass. a thing though where you like you t- you feel glass and it like gives you like a tingle and you're like, Ugh. yeah. Like when remember when we would um walk out through the gym at school to go home and you would always like put your hand on the glass to door to push instead it open instead of the actual handle. And I'm, like, I'm like maniac. And I'm like, no, let me grab that handle. I'm, I'm not about to put oh, my hand through oh, the window. Oh, that would suck. That would hurt. Yeah, you're you're instantly lacerating like did you make like fully cut your hand inside (laughs) inside out hand yeah see i had that when i was when i was younger i must have been hmm eight or nine i would think maybe seven seven eight nine somewhere around there and with my dad and um actually scott the owner of hitman and uh, the house he was living at the time they were building like a a separate workshop in the back of his of his garden and uh i was there helping even though i was just there messing around because like what can a eight-year-old kid really do and i <laughs> walked up lot. to the um oh no the uh, chop saw they had set up hmm. chop saw i know where this is going circular i always called it a circular saw because it's circular but i guess it's like a are you talking a miter like saw a yeah yes. see i would i would call that a, a miter, miter saw miter saw if you've got if you've got one of those like the round circular like a circular saw like a handheld i one? think of as as one of those handheld ones either that or i would call it a skill saw and i think skill saw is just a brand a, yeah <laughs> it's copyrighted yeah. um shoot so can't, miter can't saw they had set up on like a little table they were cutting the planks of wood and after a full oh, no. day there was just this giant pile of sawdust. Oh my god! Okay, right. This didn't, I didn't cut myself with the saw. No, no, no. So me being an absolute did you eat sawdust? Loop, no, a fruit loop. loop. I walked up to it and was like, "Huh, it would be really fun if I blew into this, and the sawdust went everywhere." Oh my! And god, so I put my idiot. face right up to it, blew as hard as I could, and then. You're it went totally all in my eyes, it. and I basically got like a splinter in my eye. Oh my god! So I'm like, they like, I'm no. like, this kind of hurts. So I'm like being a little whiny bitch. No, 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 and no. And I no, go no, inside, no. and like, we just like washed it out. Like, wasn't it wasn't in my eye? It was just kind of under my eyelid, and I'm not where not where you want a piece of a shard of wood to have. And so Absolutely washed not. it out. But then after no. every time, I had a thing with splinters. And it was one. Oh, and it was one of those things where, like, because like I, I would sometimes get like the sometimes be around wood, and you the smell of wood and like sawdust would give me like almost like a feeling of like there's something in my eye or like it hurts because you're like ah. So every time I go to like Home Depot and you walk down the wood aisle and you smell all the wood and it's like, oh, I don't like you it. Get you get like a like a tingle, oh. like a nervous itch. I'm really? past That's that now. Bizarre. I grew out of that though. But yeah, for like I was gonna say for a number of years though, I had that. And I just hated it. I was going to say, considering all the time that you spent in the shop, yeah. even with me when I worked there, is seemed seemed to handle yeah, it pretty I'm okay. Over it that now. just reminded me of something. Did you ever in the shop? Um, yeah. Do you remember in the shop one time someone was sanding a giant buck of MDF on the uh, the belt? What's his name? Matthew Shand. It might have when been when he was but making I, no, a I wheel, a solid wheel out of. No, oh yeah no i don't think this was him Wasn't that? Okay. i think this was a person in a in a in years younger than us right and 
the entire sh- like they were going at it for a good long while. It could have been Matt. Person was a bit of an idiot, so plays well. Um, but the entire shot, like no one had turned the dust collector on. Oh. And I think I think the person who was supervising the shop had like left or was not in the room, so there was no one to turn the thing on. And the um like there was like a haze of MDF dust Ooh, in the shop. That's good for the lungs. Yeah, terrible. Oh my god. That just reminds me of that. Like out of nowhere, just popped back into always, my brain. We, we, I remember in the shop, like obviously first year, because <laughs> I'm not an idiot. Everything they taught us about first year, whether it was the tools or how to mm-hmm. treat the shop or how to turn stuff on, you don't I bre- remembered. You don't break the rules. And I remember, yeah. yeah, and I'm not an idiot. And so every time I'd go into the shop and I was using the any of the belt sanders, mm-hmm. I would turn on the dust collector, right? Yeah. As you should. And then Makes one sense. day I'm in there and I walk in and like there might have been a first year or something in the shop, but it was empty and I was just at the back. So this is not when you were in first no, year. No, 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 no. This is like third or okay. fourth year. And I just went in oh, to really? like okay, sand fair. something on uh on one of the one of the bell sanders and, and Tony mm-hmm. comes out and he's like He's like, ah, oh, no, you don't need to put it on. I was like, sure. He's like, yeah, it's, you know how you always say it gets freezing when you turn it on? <laughs> yeah, because it brings in air yeah, from and outside. Then he was like, and it was probably the middle like, of the oh, winter. you're just doing that little thing? He's like, don't put it on. So you freeze me to death. And he walked off. Yeah. And I was like, see, it's a situation where I can't win. If I didn't put it on, he would have been like, you're fourth year. You know better. And then read me out. And then yeah. if I did, now that I did turn it on. You'd be like, you don't need it just for that little thing. Like you're gonna freeze it. It's like I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna freeze. It. I'm gonna get pneumonia. Meanwhile, I know yeah, we, there's no you and I liked it though it. with the dust collector. It was so nice and chilly. Oh, mm. oh, it was good. It was good, man. Like I would put the uh, when I worked there, I didn't really like the dust collector on. People would come in. Oh, this one guy came in one time. I almost smacked him in the face. It was like two minutes until the shop was closing. I had already closed my laptop. Everything was in my bag. And I'm sitting at the desk waiting until the clock hits nine o'clock. And as soon as that clock goes to nine o'clock, the shop is closed. I'm locking the door and I'm turning the lights off and I'm cutting the power. This guy comes in with a block of like MDF or a bunch of things to cut. I'm like, you better not be doing that now. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'll just take one minute. I'm like, it's not going to take one minute. At this point, you have 30 seconds left because I've been waiting, sitting here talking to you. cutting the power off at nine. See how far you get. Yeah, and he started doing it, and I walked back to him, looked at what he was doing, walked back, sat at the table for a minute, walked back again, saw that he wasn't close to being done, yelled at him and said, I'm turning the power off now, and then hit the emergency stop button. And yeah, you snooze, you lose. That's the thing with the shop. Is it is. It was, it, it was open all day, and it was open for between 5 and 9, or maybe even 4.30 to 9 o'clock. Yep. It's like four and a half hours. What Good do you shop do? stories. Don't waste your time. Miss the shop. Good shop stories. I kind of miss working there. It was a little boring though. Like I got to do what I wanted, but yeah. it was, it was, oh. and I understand like first years, I've got, I've got hiccups from the beer now already. I'm just inebriated. I'm an alcoholic. I'm going to die. But like first years would come up and be like, oh, how do I do this? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, can you just not ask me? How do you cut a piece please? of wood? Um, see the big green button on the bandsaw. You hit that, 
and then you feed this piece of wood through the blade and then you and then hit the you red put your one head through the blade <laughs> you put your head through the bit i mean the amount of times you saw someone almost doing that was i one of the always talk- funniest things to me was like when you knew when you saw someone that like was being too gingerly with the big belt sanders the big horizontal ones because they had like mm-hmm. what like 80 grit maybe 80 grit 80 sandpaper grit? on it and they were they were fast they were aggressive yeah. You know, you needed something sanding off. That was the way to, that was it was mean, yeah. right? But because of the power it'll make you bleed. People underestimated the power of it, right? And they'd go yeah. up and be too gentle with it, and then their piece would fly out into the wall. And I remember Tony first, you're saying the reason why we've angled them to face the wall is because of the amount of people that will launch things into the wall. Oh, that's smart. And the amount of the amount of times I remember like don't know it was some lower year that was it looked like they were standing like a door wedge like a blade and they let go of it and it just like got stuck in the wall <laughs> i was like oh, i was n- nice man i was not there for that good good times you know those ones are always the funny you ones to me yeah you know what always would freak me out was the polishing wheel that thing is reason. that thing is no that thing is terrifying because it is that no i was using that i was using one like that as well at hitman when i was doing the thesis stuff after i got the aluminum cut and i bent it i was cleaning oh, them up cool. and i was polishing them oh, and i was cleaning up the ends and everything so it wasn't sharp and it was had a nice finish ready to be primed and painted you know because you're a meticulous designer <laughs> yeah very meticulous. but also it was like okay i have to like i'll roughly pass over with some scotch bright after and then mm-hmm. it's actually i didn't even have to scotch bright. it was really polished i was like now I can just private paint it or like clean it, private paint yeah. it. So it's just an efficiency thing. But it was just like a same setup where one side was for mm. polishing, the other side was grinding. Right. And the scary thing about those is because they have a lot of torque, a lot of power. Oh, yeah. And the thing will whip you, you off have your to feet. know, depending on what kind of shape you're polishing, to go the bottom or the top of the wheel and to aim, which way you hold it. Yeah. Because... You're not supposed to, like, it's sketchy doing edges, right? Because if it catches, it will just grab it and spin it and launch it. And suck it under, pull it over. And, and the scary thing is, like, if you're holding on it or you've breaks. got, like, your finger looped around a piece of it or whatever, like, it's going to break your finger off because it just, like, pulls it, right? Ooh, big time. So, yeah, those time. things were, I didn't like those, man. Those things are terrifying. Do you remember my aluminum bottle opener from second yeah. year? I was polishing that because I was I used Seb's sandpaper. He had like the uh, like the wet sanding blocks, which yeah. was like foam and like two thousand grit on it. So I was rubbing this thing on like two thousand grit for most of the, for like four hours as you were carving your wrench shape. Finally got all of the striations out of it, and it was like a perfect uh, sanded finish. But it wasn't super bright, so I thought I'm gonna polish it. So I go back to the polishing wheel, put the metal compound on the wheel. Turn it on, spin it, put the, uh, like rub the little brick of compound on it, which I guess is just like slightly abrasive so that it helps polish whatever material it's, you're It's doing. for buffing, right? It's like when you yeah. put like a... Buffing, right. Buffing, like a polish on a car and then you yeah. do it, right? Yeah. So I got that and it's like a, a small little bottle opener, like two, an inch and a half by inch and a half maybe. So not a lot of room to physically like grip it or hold it. Mm. And 
put it up against the wheel. Like I let it run for a bit and I like slowly put it up against it very gingerly. I was like, okay, I'm going to be very gentle with this. I'm going to treat you with respect. And I started off okay. I was going around polishing the edges. And then I grabbed one of the edges I had just polished and it was like a thousand degrees. And I didn't even think about that. And I was like, fuck. Yelled as very, very loud obscenities. And didn't drop it miraculously. Grabbed it with my other hand and pulled it away from the polishing wheel. But you could see like this little black smudge on it where the aluminum had been burnt, I guess. Or there was enough friction had built up that it created something Yeah, and if there's like if there's dirt on the on the wheel and like you catch it in a certain way it'll just kind of like smudge it a bit yeah because like as the buffing stuff gets dirty that's why you put more on and it it got dirty that was the last time i used it yeah and then you'll like hit it in a weird way and it would like kind of just bunch up yeah see that's where yeah when i was doing my thesis stuff and i'm polishing it was nice having my dad there to be like you see that little bucket of water beside the polishing wheel i'm like yeah he's like if i was you I would buff it for a bit and dip it in there. I was like, I was like, why? If I if I, if I was you, Zach. Yeah, I was like, why? And he's like, you'll feel how hot it like gets. A, so like I'm buffing a little bit, fr- I forget. Friction. And then you touch it for a second, you're like, oh, that's spicy. A toasty. Yeah, a little toasty. Mm. So you dip mm. it in the water and it's, then it's fine. Gnarly. I have a um a sticker here Ooh. from the road from the road night project that I did. Um, I kept a few of the early, like the test sample stickers um, that they, they sent in, like a pack of like five sample stickers to make sure it was like a proof type thing yeah. that they include with your order. So uh, if you want one of those, I have an extra one if you would like. You know, it. I'm I'm a sucker for like medieval fonts. Yeah. Writing like that. Mm, and very nice. I could see that as like a pub sign. The road night. Yeah. Road night pub. Road night I've got pub. the. Oh, and it's like a, it's man. like a cool biker. Yeah. Car. I've got this this the the patch. the patch here. Okay, do yourself a favor after the show and go and check out www.dillantorville.com. That's two L's, or two R's and two L's in Torville. Forward slash road night and take a peek at that project and watch the video. The photos of it turned out gnarly. Yeah. Stoked with the photos. Stoked with the video. Stoked with the entire thing. Turned out wicked. That's my shameless plug. Oh, yeah. But I'll 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 hook you up with the sticker. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I was perusing perusing my LinkedIn the other day. Actually, no, this right. is not on LinkedIn. This is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this last week. I'm gonna take a pause and take a sip of beer. Ready? And we'll see if I can make a sound. That's pretty cool. I like that. Mm. 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 Dylan, player of the beer bottle. Sponsored by No Name. Um, Oh, no, it's going away. I saw this thing on LinkedIn. It was a future video. It's a quote from Chris Doe. Because we like to talk about Christo's quotes a lot here. Um, And it says, The value of you as a person is reflected in the quality of the questions that you ask. Mm. So not a question, more of a statement. But I wanted to bring that up to you um, and ask you what that statement, the value of you as a person, is reflected in the quality of the questions that you ask. 
and how you feel that you have personally, I'm going to hiccup, <gasps> personally changed and evolved throughout the last four months of us doing this um doing this podcast because you're never like a very loud or outspoken person no only when i get really really angry and or drunk yeah and or drunk and most of the times i've seen you very drunk you've either spewed on your bedroom floor or just fallen down on the floor and sat in a corner for four hours planet quietly yeah so how how do you think you've changed in like being able to listen more, being able to ask questions more. And because I've noticed a difference in you, but I'm curious to see if, if you've noticed that difference in yourself. Interesting. This is probably like the most that you've ever talked in your entire life in the last four months. Uh, yes, absolutely. hundred percent. I That's think, crazy, I think that, it? um, that quote's kind of cool anyways, to start off is like, like Big we were things. talking about a little while ago with, um, you know, like how to ask the right questions. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's since we're talking about the shop, it's like with Tony, when we'd ask, you know, every other teacher was like, there's no stupid questions. And you ask him and you'd be like, that's a stupid question. You know, he was, he (laughs) would be the advocate for, there are stupid questions. There are stupid questions and you're asking a lot. And you know, he would say, he's like, look, you come up to me and say, how do you do this? I'm going to tell you to go look it up. If you come to me and ask me, okay, I've done it all these ways. It isn't getting the result I want. Do you think there's a better way? Then we'll talk. Different story. And right there, that's the whole quote, right? That tells you who the person Mm. is, at least in that moment. Yeah. From just that question. It's either they just want to half-ass it and get it done quick, and they don't want Mm -hmm. to try and learn as much on their own as possible. They just want someone else to tell them everything. Or it's transactional, or it's someone who is actually interested in learning and um, figuring out things on their own, and also okay with asking for help. You know, yeah, that's a big thing is being able to ask for help. Yeah, and I think we've spoken about that before too. Of you need to be willing to to let yourself ask for help. Yes, definitely. Um, how have yeah. I changed though? Hmm. I don't do you think you've been do you think you've become maybe more confident in speaking like in just using your using your words to communicate an idea or a point or even just in general conversation um maybe a little bit but I haven't really noticed no to be honest Ooh, maybe, maybe a little bit though I guess I think definitely maybe when from it like, actually gets put into context yeah like definitely when we first started it was like Oh my god, I'm gonna hear my own voice, and it's a little weird. And, and it sounds strange. You know, it's like you you want me to listen to my voice and talk to another person. That sounds bizarre. Yeah. But then now now that it's super helpful, me, I don't. It doesn't bother me anymore. So I guess there's that. But uh, I haven't really noticed. Like I don't know. I'm sure if I went back and like listened to a few of the like first week and then now, you'd obviously yeah. Even without all I the other you'd... differences, just the speaking, probably yeah. Mm-hmm. Notice. I think you would notice a difference because I noticed a difference when. When I talked to the first years last Friday over like through Microsoft Teams mm-hmm. at the end of their VizCom class, I noticed a difference then. I'm like, that I'm like, I don't even have to stop to think. Like my next idea is already there. Mm. It's already in my brain. And I don't even have to stop to I'm also I don't care how I sound or how I'm coming across. Whereas before that was always a concern. 
like, oh, what are they going to think about the way that I'm talking? And, oh, I stuttered here and this, that. It was like there was none of that this time. And I think that if you were to go back and talk to them or if you had to do, like when we had that open house thing, I think if you were to do that now, you would be a lot more confident even than you were yeah. then. And it's not like you're not a confident person, but it's it's not your <laughs> element. Typically. No, I've always been, I've always been extremely shy. Definitely. Shy boy. Shy um, boy. So yeah, no, I, Zach, I shy definitely, boy Watson. It's, yeah, like, first of all, I think that's because we're, we're working out our voices. You're literally mm. doing it more and you're doing it more in a way yeah. where we're having a conversation. So you just get used to talking more, I guess. This is true. This is true. And it's that's why the first the first episodes were all like 30, 45 minutes because we just got exhausted at, at the end. Yeah. Of it. It's like still get out of breath now. That's just because dying in old age. But <laughs> dying old age. Other other than that, it's I love talking. Yeah. I love hearing. Well, especially my own voice. too, it's it's like they always say, it's easier when um you're talking about something you actually care about or you're interested in. Oh, completely. Right, like because then now, like, you know, that's where like even in the past where I'd be shy, someone was like, you know, do a presentation in front of the class in high school for this book or whatever, and you're like, eh, forget no. it. No, it's like I'd rather fake a serious illness go to the bathroom and just like leave school then actually do the presentation right yeah. and now it's yeah. like yeah it'd be okay. easy easy yeah. i gotta talk about myself <laughs> and that's the thing especially yeah. if they were like okay do a powerpoint presentation on like what car you think is the best looking and why it's like oh. prepare for a three-hour presentation get your popcorn yeah, i'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna talk for i'm not gonna stop talking this is the for longest three hours the longest TEDx in history. <laughs> this is why I think this car is the best. But but I think definitely it's it's helped with that. And I, I think I would probably I would assume the same for you as well. Just doing going through the program helped with the whole presentation thing. Oh, completely. because like I, I hated it. Yeah, like beforehand. like I'm saying high school, like man, in front of a class of twenty or thirty people doing a PowerPoint that's like 10 minutes long on a book that we had to read was like, literally I was like, <laughs> was... if I have to go up here, like, you know, you're sitting and you know, you're being that ne- you're next and you're just sweating. Yeah. You're like, yeah, like I'm, you know, it's the most terrifying thing ever. What is my crush going to think? What is the teacher going to think? I can't, I got any of the marks. I, it's yeah. like, <clears throat> and then after usually you're like, well, that wasn't as bad as I thought or, or it is. No, but it still sucks. But it still sucks. And then I remember in first year, like first week and, you know, the first few classes and every teacher was like, yeah, like we're going to do a fair amount of presentations and like, you're going to be presenting your work like pretty much every week. And you're like, uh, Hmm. maybe I'll drop out. Yeah. Maybe I'll drop out. And then you just kind of get used to it. And that's when I would talk to people outside of the program and they would say like how they self do presentations. Sometimes usually group presentations, right. Mm -hmm. In front of a class. And they're like, you know, this sucks. It's hate it. It's embarrassing. It's, you know, it's scary, whatever. And I'm like, well, we pretty much present, like present every class every week, you know, whether it's it's a small scale, like just in front of the profs, just show, describe, like presenting our work to them, or if it's in front of the class, you know, 
and it got to the point where they're like it's not awful it's like not really because like i gotta talk about like myself like my sketch on the wall like it's kind of cool right yeah. and, and then we got used to it and now at the end of Very fourth year so. it's like it's easy money it's, it's easy easy you know like going from even like in um what is it like in Juan's class or hmm. something else where it was you know fourth year and we had to do um was that fourth year or third year fourth year right Juan's class was third no Juan's class was third second year. semester sustainability yeah you keep talking I oh gotta take God. a massive break <laughs> okay go have a piss again small bladder problems um, but even in that class like just doing presentations just like a group of five or something um Whereas in, in high school where it'd be, I'd be terrified of that. It was like the easiest thing possible. Going up in front of a class of, I don't know, 40-ish people, whatever. I mean, it's not that many, but um, it was easy. And I know there's a lot of people out there probably listening who thinks that's, uh, thinks, oh, I can't even talk, thinks that presenting is also absolutely terrifying and terrible. And... I totally get it, but it's actually really not bad. Maybe instead you should do a design program and get used to it. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's uh, it's actually super super interesting how easy it is now, even for someone like me who's extremely shy, extremely extremely shy. Um, oh, he's still on piss break. Ladies and gentlemen, present Dylan Torville on a piss break. Oh, has he returned? He has returned. Yes, I have. Can you imagine if I did that to you on like the the second or third episode that we did? Like, I'm gonna leave for about two minutes and take a leak. Uh, you have to keep it running because we're not gonna edit this out. So. <coughs> my name's zach no i was, I was just I, saying um, though like how interesting it is like how easy like in one's class where it was like you know, a group of a group project of five six people and you're in front of, group of the boys yeah, with the boys in front of 40 50 people or something and you're doing this presentation in high school that would sound like an absolute nightmare yeah whereas big big nightmare now it's like just normal like even in some of our electives presenting stuff and those were like the biggest classes we were kind of exposed to because our yeah, program was so which is like small. 80 people sometimes yeah and like 80 people max presenting to that was didn't even feel bad i mean you know that half of them were no. just like asleep anyways but like it's yeah maybe that kind of helps like knowing that half the people in the room don't care and the other half are kind of yeah asleep. i mean that's when like whenever i have to do presentations in high school and my parents always say you know half of them aren't even paying attention they don't care they're they're going through the same same thing you know just trying to make you feel better yeah and it's like yeah but what's funny is i'm at the point now where it's like if i'm talking about something i think is cool as that it's like actually i want your attention like i'm talking about me here fucking listen yeah you know it's the ego it's Pay the it's attention. like you know you're you're getting the attention you, it's funny how it's flipped from being absolutely I'm terrified not- to actually like i want to talk about myself i think that's an interesting thing though too because like especially with the whole medium of podcasting if you're listening and like if you're listening to us talking right now 
you made a conscious decision to go on your phone, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever podcast app or device that you use to play your podcast, and you chose out of a stupid amount of other podcasts, Joe Rogan for one, you picked us over Joe Rogan today. Big flex. And that means a lot. If you like Joe Rogan, if you don't, then I don't know what to say to you. But Either way. they, like the people who listen to this, who are part of this Fruit Loop community that we have, are choosing to listen to us, which is which blows my mind. To be perfectly honest, yeah, it, it it's ridiculous. But also, maybe that makes it easier because we know that the people that do listen to it for the most part, genuinely enjoy it. That's why they keep coming back. And that's why we've seen a relatively slow but steady growth over the last four months. Like it's obviously, it's not huge. Like we're not raking in stupid numbers. But when it, like it, when it gets into the double digits, I'm like, oh, we, we made it today. Oh, yeah. In one day. And then you look at the week and you see like over time the week, the cumulative weeks adding up, it slowly goes up. It's like a slow exponential thing because these people are actively choosing to listen to us talk. And maybe that makes it easier for us to talk too, because we know that the people that do listen to it enjoy it. And that's why they keep coming back. So obviously there's something that we're saying that they're getting out of it. Maybe that makes it easier. Possibly. Like maybe if we got up in front of, maybe if we did like a live, like a live podcast for a bunch of first years, like imagine this. 2021 2022 class of industrial design or the kids who are starting in september 2021 for their orientation if as long as the world hasn't ended by right. then yeah we 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 do a live podcast <coughs> from the room and talk to talk the to 60 65 prospective students and just get them to fire questions we can make it like a three-hour episode I mean, that could be a t- that could be a totally cool. I thing. would love that. I would, I'd do that. Would, that would be amazing. What as well because it's interesting. Like if you ask them, it's like, all right, we're going through everyone. And it's like, all right, how do you find out this program? Like, why this? Mm. Why do you mm. pick this? Because that's always like the interesting question. Because it's it's funny yeah. when you ask everyone. Because it's there's a lot of similarities where it's like, oh, you know, we we were into art, but we wanted to actually have a career. That was a little yeah. more plausible. And then we weren't smart enough for engineering or we didn't want to do math or <laughs> physics. So here we are, yeah, right? that's it. And then there's also a yeah. lot of people that are like, you know, like when we were talking to Maho and she knew about it before. And like mm-hmm. I literally knew, discovered industrial design. I didn't know it was a thing until like a week before I applied yeah. for it. Or, or the day of I applied for it kind of thing, right? I had no idea what it was. Never heard about it, right? Um, no. And then there's, again, other people that just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I just, this sounded cool. You know, I just this, weirdly discovered it. It sounded pretty neat. So it'd be kind of cool to hear that. That would be a cool idea, though. Ask people. <laughs> and yeah. again, like, without even being like, they should definitely listen to us. It's, they kind of should in some ways because. Mm-hmm even if it took up a little bit of time i know in if when i was in first year 
if I had something, someone in our position doing a similar thing come in and was like, look, mm-hmm. you know, you want to ask questions that isn't just, and you're not going to get answers from just a prof, mm-hmm. you know, fire away. Like we're going to help you, you know, and it'd be kind of yeah. cool to tell everyone in person, be like, look, doesn't matter how tough or how amazing everyone thinks they are right now. You know, yeah. it's, you know, everyone's going through the same thing. Yeah, you guys are going to get put through the ringer yeah, for have sure. Yeah, fun. I'll talk to Catherine about it and maybe I'll, I'll like CC Patrick and you on, on an email about it and at least just float the idea. Honestly, because it could be it could be a very beneficial thing. I mean, I would know? like to think so because like it's not even the thing of like, <laughs> I think we've done a good job of being, you know, throwing in our opinions about the program but also being yeah. objective about the program but with also without like slandering the program yeah i've never said the program's bad but also never said that it is 100 because perfect. we don't think it's bad but we also don't think it's 100 exactly. perfect right like exactly. i personally looking because nothing ba- nothing nothing is looking perfect. back on it i absolutely loved it it was the best four years of my and life even if down. even it, like i've said before even though i would potentially like to go back school for another design program i wouldn't mm-hmm. I, I don't wish to go back and do a different specific one before industrial design like i i i know yeah. i wanted to do that program i'm glad i did because mm-hmm. it's a perfect starting point for everything else yeah and so but yeah no i think that would be i think it'd be good because it's not like they would have to worry about us being like Everyone who just got in quit now. It's awful. No, no one's gonna make it past the first week. Yeah. You know, we're not gonna be like that because we're ultimately no. like the whole idea with us. You know, the, we want to build the community. We we like design. We like designers. We like the people. Mm-hmm. You know, like that person who DM me was like, "I'm thinking about going industrial in Humber Industrial Design." It's like, "Fuck yeah, do it." We we could be talking to them. <laughs> it's like we want more people. They're a senior, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, we could be talking yeah, to yeah. them. Yeah, it's like you know, we want. I hope they're listening. We want to. We want more people to get into it. That's the. That's mm-hmm. the point because we think it's cool. Yeah, I think exactly. it's amazing, right? That's so. I think that'd be a cool idea. I'm gonna float. I'm gonna float a pie. And especially See. like, again, it's like the you know. I can understand the first day, especially with Catherine, especially if you're mm. coming back from just out of high school too. Okay, first day, post secondary with this kind of intimidating teacher showing all this work that looks intimidating. Um, the last thing you want to do when the teacher at the end of the class says, all right, anyone got any questions? The last thing you want to do last is ask thing a you question. Want to do is no ask one's going to ask a question other than like, all right, so no. like how many pages for next week? Like no one's going to ask an actual question. <laughs> yeah. Very. Everyone's very nervous. At least not for the first week. But if like we were there and it's like, look, ask questions, serious like I'm, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, if if you want to know something, ask us. Mm. You know, we're not gonna, I like we're that. not gonna BS it. We're not gonna sugarcoat it. We're not gonna look down on it. Like we're gonna tell you how it is from a student's point of view. Yeah. Because <clears throat> again, like the profs were students, they went through it, but it was at a different time. Things have changed. Yeah. You know, experiences are different. Yeah, different, different context, right? Very different yeah, context. Experiences were different too. And like, we're fresh out of the program pretty much. 
in mm-hmm. a year. Fresh out of the program that they are going into. Yeah. So That's like, another you know, important hey, thing. You want to you wanna know what um, things to look out for, what things you should prepare for or think of. What mindset you should have? Keep it, can let me tell keep you. Keep it in the bed. Oh, the mindset thing is a huge. Yeah, because I would like to tell them. It's so like, many people. It's like, look, we didn't come here to like preach anything, but like, when I tell you this, believe me. The yeah. whole thing, like, marks do not matter. You're hearing yeah. from me, and you're seeing Catherine beside us nodding because she's not disagreeing. But if you if you mm-hmm. heard it from her, you'd be like, ah, whatever, because that's what we thought. You wouldn't believe it. But exactly coming from us, you know, like promise you look don't worry about that because we wish if we went back like we we wish we could go back so we didn't have to worry about it for the four years it's almost like learning exactly through the mistakes whatever mistakes that we made yeah like oh maybe we shouldn't have done that maybe we should have thought about that differently yeah and let's tell everybody else about it and that's the thing too it's like with the profs like i remember every time first week you're meeting all the profs and they're introducing themselves and like look all right we went to this school we've done this for this many years we've done design for this many years you know we've done these real products oh i have part-time i actually have my own company we've won these awards and you're like these people are perfect like they're the best of the best kind of thing but they didn't really say like you know oh it took me 28 years to become a designer or yeah it seems like a very overnight success (laughs) type story and like they didn't really Obviously, when we got to know them more, they would say, All right, you know, we made this mistake f- before. That's why we're telling you. But at least for the beginning, yeah. I think it'd be cool for first years to hear that type of stuff. Because I know personally, I would have liked I, to hear that type of stuff. I think so, personally. And uh, another interesting thing, kind of similar to along those, kind of similar in line with that. But we got an email the other day. Ooh. And on December 15th, it says... So like a week ago, basically. And it says, hey, Dylan and Zach. Interesting how he put my name first and your name last. And I have an idea that it's because my name starts with a D. Alphabetical. And it makes more sense to put something in an alphabetical order. Whereas if I were to say it, Zach and Dylan flows flows better. Flows better because it's one syllable, then two. Yeah. Whereas Dylan and Zach is a bit clumsy. It's like Dylan, Zach, Dylan, and Dylan, and Dylan, and Dylan, and Zach. You know, it's a bit messy. Yeah. But anyways, hey, Dylan and Zach, and this is from Mark. He goes, I'm a third year Humber ID student here. Puts a wave emoji in there. Quite like that. Oh, yeah. He also didn't put a period at the end and then started the next sentence with a capital. So I'm going to have to dock him points for grammar. Um, he says, I love what you guys are doing. Finding new ways to express yourselves and talking about design. It's great. He didn't use an exclamation point. I would have appreciated that. <laughs> I like our critiquing says, the email as well. <laughs> he says, I thought I'd share something with you guys, though, considering you're both super into graphic design and the outdoors. I don't know how much into the out- You're into the outdoors. You like taking photos. I'm, I'm more of like, I, I say I like the outdoors, but I don't really go outdoors much. You like the outdoors if fly. If I'm there as well, or someone else, is I like there. the idea of having like a cool, actually going camping, but I just haven't yeah. gone camping that much. <laughs> haven't done it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I get what he means though, and he goes, um, continues to say, before Humber, I did a science degree with a major in geography. So this guy's old as fuck. That's what we're saying. 
that's that's the way that nice. I see. I'm pretty sure. I want to say he's 26, maybe 27. Right. Um, because before Humber, I did a science degree with a major in geography, but needed a creative outlet while studying. In air quotes, I combined my passion for graphic design, sports branding, and the outdoors by creating the Parks Canada Hockey League. Pretty interesting. It's a conceptual league which gives each of Canada's 48 national parks and one marine national park its own hockey team. He's from the East Coast, so big hockey, big hockey vibes out there. And he goes, I did it for the Canada 150th anniversary of Canada, um, but I didn't finish it in time, so I was looked for like-minded designers and nature nerds to share it with. You got me there, son. Um, I attached a PDF for you to look at. When or if you get some free time, this man knows us very well. Uh, he says, keep up the good work. I'm telling everyone about the pod, exclamation point. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, we appreciate you, Mark. It goes best, Mark. And then PDF here is pretty cool. I don't so he's like a sign, like a, given like a, a mascot logo type thing to each of the parks. He's created, because each park has a name. Uh, like, for example, one of the first ones here is Terra Nova, Terra Nova National Park. But he's created a name for it. So this is the Terra Nova Martins. And he's written, he's created a logo, a team, a team logo, a team name, a logo for the Parks Canada Hockey League, as well as written up a, like a little, t- um, like explanation paragraph about the like team. bio. Like for the team, yeah, yeah, I like that. Like the cool. Terra Nova Martins, Terra Nova National Parks. Pine Martin is an endangered. Oh, he fucked up. I have a feeling it's supposed to say Terra Nova National Parks. Pine Martin is an endangered animal, but the word animal is missing. Oh, so the Terra Nova Martins is named aptly to raise awareness of this animal's plight. Here, an angry pine martin swoops out of a group of four coniferous trees. One tree for every syllable of Terra Nova. Whoa. I like the detail. I like the thought. Appreciate that. Terra Nova Martins pine for protection and thrive on the public's respect. My favorite one, because I had a quick flip through. I haven't read them yet because no one has time for that. But I'd, I'm more interested in getting him to talk about it at some point. Uh, Cape, Cape Breton Highlands is pretty cool. Uh, Bruce Peninsula Rattlers. Um, I'm going to tell you my favorite one though. There's, you would have heard of Thousand Islands before. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Thousand Islands, emeralds. Surely there's emeralds down there. Um, my favorite one. What is it? Oh, he created divisions of it as well. Elk Island Stampede. Pretty neat. This is my favorite one. Um, on the southern border of Saskatchewan in the United States lies Grasslands National Park, an arid, sun-blazed landscape with rolling hills. And the team name for this is the Grasslands Fossil Dogs. That's sick. Okay, cool. That just sounds so damn cool. There's a whole bunch of here I can't even pronounce. I really like but, that like, idea, he's cre- Oh, in the background, Banff Royals. I really like the lo- the Banff Royals logo. It looks really good. The background of each, like there's the logo and the like the team colors. And then behind it is an image, but it's an image of each of the national parks. Mm. 
That's a really oh uh, gosh. I don't know if he's like put that online anywhere, but he should. That's a really, really cool uh, creative idea. He should. He's even put each of the team logos on a map of Canada. Here, I'm gonna see if I can rotate it and show you to like see where each one is. Oh yeah, cool. Like that's that would be a really cool project for Beans or something. Yeah, he should put that on Beans. Spell check it first. Yeah, spell check it first, and maybe 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 we'll we'll talk to him. Because most of the Beans stuff I see has a lot of spelling mistakes but yeah yeah his the first one in here is the torg torgnat torgnat nanooks i appreciated that thesis name of course and he used the orange he used an orange color scheme as well interesting i was like what what is it about that yeah what is about that color that made you choose or about that name sorry that made you choose the color or just that you wanted to use orange probably i just wanted to use orange. (laughs) that's why i did it that's why i did it Mm. But yeah, that that was a super cool email. That's a, very see. That's what, and that's a personal project that he did. Yeah, because he wanted to. Yeah, and what I love about that is like how much we love. That's why we want people to email us stuff like this or anything creative on any level, quality level too. Is like yeah. just seeing what cool stuff people are working on. I find that super cool. That's literally why, like, why um what's his face why we talked to steven yeah because he did something cool and it was cool it was cool and the subject of his email was i did something cool it was like when you write it when you have an email subject line like that it's uh, fair play fair play yeah if it's if it's like i did something cool or like cool shit i'm like i'm in i'm 100 percent. yeah i'm in (laughs) in a heartbeat 100 but in yeah so if you have more cool stuff Send us an email. Hi dot the process podcast at gmail Even if it, we want to see it. Yeah, even if it's not good. Like even, yeah, even if the quality if isn't insane. Like if anything, it'd be kind of worried. I'd be worried if someone showed us something that was actually like perfect, like really insane, because it'd be like, I don't know if we're qualified mm-hmm. to critique this. But <laughs> yeah. but like, I feel like I feel very unqualified. But, that, but that's the thing, like just anything, anything cool. I want to, you know, we want to see. And cool is obviously subjective. If it's cool for you, tell us why it's cool for you. If it's design related, creative, like art related, anything like that, video, photography, anything. I like how you say. Yeah, that was a weird, that that was a weird syllable choice right there, but. Photography. Um, Fair enough. I'll give you, I'll give you the benefit uh, of the doubt on that one. That was just a uh, verbal stumble. Photography. Um, Photography. We're gonna love the it. Three toed slow. Anything to do with that, we're gonna love it because it's creative. Yeah, and that's that's what Mark does. What Stephen did. It's it's awesome to see. So Hell yeah, yes. Send us an email. Hide out the process podcast at gmail.com. Zach, what is the Instagram where people can connect with us and learn more about who we are and see some snippets and stuff? The process. Where can they go? Underscore underscore podcast beautiful ladies and gentlemen thank you so much uh, it is almost christmas time almost and if you celebrate christmas merry christmas if you don't celebrate christmas happy then holidays. happy holidays happy i think hanukkah's over it's 12 days of hanukkah eight days of hanukkah nine days of hanukkah uh, i don't know i'm sorry i don't know. i don't, I don't know and I, we should know we should fact check that but if you celebrate <laughs> hanukkah 
and it's the end of Hanukkah, then happy Hanukkah, happy Rwanda, happy whatever other holiday there is. Thank you so much, people, and we will see you tomorrow. Peace.